Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim. Every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? On our last show, we covered some of the key things to remember when covering the uh, tough topic of divorce with your kids and within your family. We went from marriage shows, which are great. We love doing those shows. But the reality is that not everyone is in a healthy, stable marriage. And so we want to talk about all those different topics. Covering divorce is tough but important, and your kids are going to ask questions, so I'm glad we got to do that. That was a great show. And now we're diving into yet another difficult topic. Domestic abuse. And this one, guys, we had to bring in experts because we need some help on this one. We have Celeste Inman today from the Vine Wellness Group in San Antonio. Thanks for joining us, Celeste. Thank you for having me. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you, your family? You've been in practice for how many years? You've got a wealth of knowledge. You had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, she had to look like, how? Yeah. Like, how many has it been? <laughs> it's been 13 years since I've been in practice and have been with the Vine Wellness Group. I'm in private practice with Annie Byers and I'm a licensed professional counselor and a registered play therapist. And actually where I got started was working at a domestic violence shelter. And that is one of my passions that I absolutely love is working with this population. Um, the information is just overwhelming to find out about Mm. um but also personally about myself um i have a a husband of i have to think about that one as well (laughs) long time (laughs) 16 years (laughs) great marriage and i have a 10 year old daughter and a five-year-old son and um wonderful family love family time and i love work as well well we're really excited to have you here today thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule i know this show is going to help so many people um, you know, I, I think we should get right into it because I think there's a lot to cover and we want to make sure we give enough time. Stats, tell us where we are with this. Like how how big of a deal is this? It is a, a, a huge deal. It's um, almost an epidemic, I'd have to say. Um, I actually pulled a couple that are really just about everywhere, but pulled some from the Childhood Domestic Violence Association and then also from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Um, but what has not changed over the years that I've been doing this um, for the last 13, 14 years, it's the same statistic of one in every three um, person or one in every three women will be wow, affected by domestic shocking. violence in their lifetime. That is unbelievable. And within the United States, um, every minute, 20 people are being abused, whether it's verbal, mm-hmm. emotional, mm-hmm. physical, sexual, any kind of abuse is all included e- in there. Every 20, uh, every minute. Every minute. Wow. 20 people are being affected by abuse. You I know, think, I was just going to say, I think a lot of the reason those stats are so high is once people start talking and explaining, I think there are people who don't even realize that they've been in an abusive situation. Correct. And so we seem like, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. But if we think back, some of us may have actually experienced it ourselves. Correct. Well, and the other thing is we've gotten good at wearing masks. Oh, you know, yeah. Absolutely. I tell my kids all the time, you never know what's going on behind closed doors mm-hmm. at a person's house. And that's why you have to love with grace and be kind to people mm-hmm. because you never know why a kid may be acting out at school right. or why, you know, they're having these issues. Outbursts, yeah. yeah. You know, because sometimes my kids are coming home and be like, oh, my gosh, this kid. And I'm like, but you never know. Like, there could be so much going on at home. Right. And that's causing him to act out wrong at school. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so tell us some signs. 
Um, signs, there are um, a lot of different signs within the either the women or the person who is being abused. And then uh, there's also signs within the children. Um, some signs to look for within either the woman or the person who is being abused, um, they're going to isolate themselves. They're going to give reasons or excuses as to why very often they can't be involved in things. Mm. Um, they're going to have a low self-esteem. Um, the um, person that they're with in that relationship is going to make all of their decisions for them and kind of decide who they can spend time with or when they can do things. And it really takes control in that relationship. Yeah. Um, you're also going to see that they're going to have either um, a lot of physical problems um, and sometimes they become even chronic. A lot of depression, anxiety is mm -hmm. going to also be there. Um, because they feel trapped. They do. And hopeless. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because they are so isolated and they don't know sometimes where to turn to, who to talk to. Um, and then sometimes, too, to be able to cope with that in their own ways, unfortunately, they will turn to the unhealthy ways of coping of, of addictions or mm -hmm. um, because there's no other way out and they don't know what to do. And there's the psychological side of that, too. I'm sure you can speak into that, where women believe, like, I deserve this. And mm -hmm. so they get caught up in that cycle. Right. Or it's cyclical in their family history. Mm -hmm. So it's what they've seen, grown up with, and are used to. So they think, they, they that's, think this normal. is normal. Correct. This is normal. Correct. Mm -hmm. And they do feel that that's what a, a relationship should look like. Yes. And that's how I should be treated. Mm -hmm. um, and so they do get into that um, where they kind of justify mm -hmm. and that's why he's doing what he's doing or i deserved it yes um or, or all guys are like this i mean i've right. i've heard that one I which have. is not true guys mm -hmm. it's not true no it's not love's not supposed to hurt oh, love is not so supposed good. to hurt that's so good celeste um what about talking to kids about this subject so say you have um a marriage and you know there's abuse going on and maybe you have left and you're walking through that like how do you talk to your kids about this like what are some key things that you could say I mean I'm assuming be honest but in their terms give us some insight on that it's tough with children because you have to remember that even though um, the parent who was doing the abusive behaviors um, is still their parent yeah. and mm -hmm. so they have a lot of ambivalence I love my my, I love my parent, but mm -hmm. um, it also hurts when they hurt my other parent. And so you have to kind of walk that fine line that is still their parent, but kind of explaining it more factual. Love is not supposed to hurt, and that was not okay for me to be treated that way, or we had to separate so that we could all be safe, that right now um, the other parent needs to have that time out to kind of work through things or find like other that. ways to um, either it's okay to be angry, but we need to find those healthy ways to express the anger and the appropriate ways to express anger, and they need to work on those issues. Yeah. You know, speaking of the children in this situation, if we go back a little bit to the signs, what mm -hmm. if the kids have been a part of abuse? What are some of those signs that we're looking for? A lot of signs you might see initially might be more in the classroom. They're going to have a hard time focusing and concentrating because they're constantly worried about what's going on at home. How is mm -hmm. my mom doing? How is my dad doing? And so they're so focused on that that they really don't focus well at school. So their grades tend to drop or they're going to regress in other areas if they're younger. Um, you might see it come out in anger and mm -hmm. more aggressive towards others um, or they might even have again the high anxiety mm -hmm. um, depression um, and they're not going to be able to sleep well so they might be falling asleep in class and then also noticing too have they been neglecting themselves and taking care of themselves or eating wise how are mm -hmm. they doing with eating mm -hmm. you know you said something that just triggered something in me because we do a lot of shows on bullying mm -hmm. and you know 
a lot of the kids who may be hitting other kids, being mean to other kids, saying mean things to other kids, maybe That's, seeing this at yeah, home. Yeah. Very and possible. Uh, and they're modeling it out. Mm-hmm. Very, very mm-hmm. true. And and it's such a fine line because we, we must hold the bullies accountable and they must learn not to do it. But at the same right. time, also seeing the cycle that's got the bully in that place. Right. I think that's an important question to try to find out, too, for the bully is where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. Why are they bullying? Mm -hmm. Is there something else going on at home or is it due to other factors that they're experiencing? So that could uncover. And and I know you mentioned that, you know, there's so many different layers to abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, and then there's sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard over time, too, that sometimes kids act out, they're over sexualized. Mm -hmm. And that's another sign to look for. It is Um, either by the words that they're using, how they're acting or the knowledge that they have, if they Mm -hmm. are witnessing something that's going on at home or again, the statistics also will state that the children that are in homes, living in homes where there is violence, they are seven times more likely to be abused themselves. Mm. And that includes sexual abuse as well. Because they think it's normal. Yes. They think it's like normal. That's how. Yes. And so they end up acting out on others because that's what, you know, if the person I know and I trust is doing these behaviors to me, that must be what the right thing to do. And it's so strange how that can be so very subtle and acceptable, socially acceptable. Uh, You know, I remember a woman coming up to me at one of our events and I commented on her pants and I said, you know, those pants are so cute. And she said something to degree of, well, my husband said, like, I look like a fat cow this morning. And I thought that's, you know, I can't imagine my husband saying anything like that but in her world yeah. she laughed it off and I said oh my goodness I'm so sorry and she's like oh no we just joke like that but in her world that was okay they minimize it they minimize it and that becomes the standard right. in their family and that's what their kids are seeing and learning and then that's what we see at school and then the cycle continues the cycle continues so it can be something so um socially acceptable and just kind of a jab to you know being sexually abused being hit and all of that falls under that abuse and those banner comments, the comments that are made just to jab even with the self, self-esteem yes it just they tend to go ahead and start accepting that that I'm not worth it or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not good enough mm-hmm. so sometimes it takes that person kind of standing up or stating that no that's not normal like that's not normal. that's not okay right and so what's that i mean for you know from your perspective what does that look like is that a good idea or do you think people are generally do they receive that well when they're going through something is that a, it's the right hard, approach it's hard for them to receive that but it's so important for us to stand up and say those things that you know what that really isn't normal and you are beautiful or mm-hmm. um, i would hope that you'd be able to accept the compliment and just really think about it or um, and you know if we see kids joking around that we sometimes even step out and say you know that may y'all may have laughed about that but I wonder if that really kind of hurt yeah, pointing um, it out you know one of the things as my my teen daughter has gotten older that we've talked about a lot is this idea of when a boy likes you he'll be mean to you mm-hmm. you know like he'll make fun of you they, he'll they tickle around. you he'll t- steal your backpack Punch you in the arm do yeah. little things mm-hmm. like that and we have had a lot of conversations about that because she said to me one day mom that's not a good message we're sending to kids when we jokingly say, oh, he must like you. And I found myself doing that. Like, we grew up in an era. This is a socially acceptable right. thing. Yeah. And and so we've had a lot of conversations about, like, it's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. if a boy likes you, he shouldn't be mean to you. Right. Mm-hmm. We start to get desensitized to so many yes. things. 
yes. is what becomes the norm. And I think that is so important to have those open conversations with our kiddos as to, you know what, this is what a healthy relationship should look like. This right. is how we should treat others and being kind and caring and loving because, again, love isn't supposed to hurt. And so, you know, even comments, the smallest comment can hurt so and it's true. not supposed to or having those healthy boundaries and teaching them what their boundaries are. What are yeah. our values? What are we where do we stand and not let others cross over and say that was, you know, to be assertive and say that's not okay. And so yes. helping them to gain that confidence to be assertive. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I love that. You know, we had a meme posted on social media today and I don't even know which of our amazing volunteers said it, <laughs> but it, but she said you are teaching your kids how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And I thought exactly. that is so true. And it corresponded with the day we were doing the domestic abuse story. So that was kind of funny. But that's a great point. It is. That is something I always, when I'm working with parents um, that are struggling within a marriage, um, mm-hmm. or if I'm working with a, a woman in her marriage and trying to decide what to do, I also bring up if they have children or if they're going to have children, is this the way you would want your child to? to grow up and then the relationship you want your child to be in because what you're modeling right now is what they're going to follow and the kind of relationship they're going to seek and find that is so good celeste so good i mean even those of us who aren't in a domestic abuse situation like we need to remember that yeah how we're resolving conflict with our spouse in a healthy way our kids are seeing that is Mm -hmm. this the kind of relationship we want them to be in right so good we talked to our boys about that just this weekend because we have two older boys and our daughter is the youngest and so you know there's a lot of rough housing mm-hmm. and jabs and all that kind of stuff and we had the conversation with them this weekend because they were especially wily you know what I mean just sometimes they're in that mood and yeah. they're difficult and they're fighting they're pushing and they're each pushing, other's buttons pushing each other's buttons Siblings. you know sibling rivalry <laughs> and we were talking to them about two things we sat down last night we were doing a, a little devotion around the tree and it was like a sweet moment we said you know one thing someone told me that has stuck with me is are you treating your strangers are you treating strangers better than your own family oh that's so good that's because you good wouldn't one. hit your family member or grab a toy out of their hand or push them or make a jab at a stranger. So why would you do that to someone that you love deeply and care right. about? One. And two, we were telling our boys, you are the first example. You and daddy are the first example to Sophia about what it means to be a man and how to be treated by a boy. And if you're touching her in a rough way, um, that she's going to get used to that feeling yeah. and then that's going to be okay for her. What a great conversation. It was, you know, it was tough because they're, they're still young they're boys. Little. They're little mm-hmm. boys, but, um, we got to start early. We do. We have to set that standard young so that it becomes the standard right. for them and for our family and for our kids. And I think with these messages, we can't say them over and over enough. Yes. yes. The more that we say it, the Continue. more that they're going to remember it. At Absolutely. different ages and stages. Exactly. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630. The Word. Next Talk Radio is listener supported. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on give. <laughs> Mandy, you're hitting me over here in the show. It's a show about domestic abuse. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I it's actually okay. just flew my hand up and hit Kim, and I did not. It is him. okay, girl. I forgive you. I forgive you. I, I will talk later about yes, your problems. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Today, we have Celeste Inman here from the Vine Wellness Group, an incredible group. You and your partner have just yes. really blessed our community and are such a great resource. Um, just tell us really Thank quickly you. how people can get in contact with you and what kind of services you offer? We provide services um, starting as young as age two for with play therapy, and then we go all the way up and until 
there's no ending age. 102. Yes. yes. <laughs> we, will, we will provide services all the way up. Wonderful. Um, we work with children, adolescents, um, individual adults. We'll do premarital, um, marital, um, and everything in between groups awesome. um, for any. We have also um, addictions that we have a, an LCDC counselor on staff as well. Um, and so um, we provide for so many different reasons and situations that uh, people ha- struggle face with. Um, and so um, you can go to www.thevinewellness.com. And that was the T H E. Okay. Sometimes it sounds like divine. Okay. <laughs> it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> The vine. The vine, yes. Awesome. Um, and it provides a lot more detailed information on the website there, too. Well, we really appreciate what you guys are doing. For those of you who don't know, Annie did our, um, Celeste's partner did our divorce show and our cutting show. And I speak with Annie and Celeste a lot. They've been great to speak with because they are the experts on this journey, kind of validating what I'm saying to moms, what yeah. I'm hearing from, you know, my mom rumors mm-hmm. over here. And they're like, yes, this is all happening. It and is. sometimes stats don't even keep up with what because things are moving so fast now with technology yeah trying and then sometimes the stats don't get out until a year or two later and again they've already changed absolutely well talking about domestic violence today and abuse in all different forms and we talked about some of the signs um, and how important it is to actually say something Mm -hmm. what about getting help if you're on the other side of that and you realize okay this is a problem i am experiencing this what now I think it's so important to maybe start with friends where you might feel comfortable just mm-hmm. to kind of confide in and let somebody know what you've been dealing with. And then they can even just hear you out and listen mm-hmm. um, and maybe confirm and validate what you're going through is not okay. Yeah. Um, and then that or even too, if you just have um, questions that you want to ask somebody anonymous, anonymously of what you're going through and experiencing, you can call the National Domestics, uh, Domestic Abuse Hotline. Mm-hmm. And that's one 800 seven nine nine seven two three three um and you can always talk to somebody anonymous anonymously there as well but i think just talking about it and kind of letting somebody know that it's happening is the first step to kind of admitting and not just Mm -hmm. justifying um or minimizing the situation of what you're going through so i have a question for you say a friend comes to me Mm -hmm. and says "I, i think i'm being abused and i need help what what should I do as a friend? Like, I know listen for yeah. sure and, you know, be there for her. But should I should I get her into a counselor? Should Is there somewhere that I need to report? What do I need to do? You want to recommend maybe speaking with a professional, whether if it's over the phone with a hotline or if it is with somebody, um, a counselor in, in an office somewhere, mm-hmm. um, or maybe even reaching out to the church because sometimes yeah. the church is another great place to start too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you do have concerns about safety, if the kids are experiencing it and actually witnessing and seeing it happen, or yeah. if there is potential, you have concerns of safety for the children as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you should make a report to Child Protective Services. Um, and again, you can do that anonymously as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't ever want to say right away that you need to leave. Yeah. Yes, that would be probably depending upon how severe the situation is, that might be something they need to consider. But a lot of times they're not ready to hear that yet. And they're overwhelmed they at, are. Uh, right mm-hmm. now. So they just, it's steps. It is small steps. And it just begins with listening and kind of repeating what you're hearing and validating their emotions and feelings. And that really the situation they're not in is not, is a, it's not okay. Um, and so kind of talking about that and then maybe little by little, um, helping them develop a safety plan. What are some things that they can start doing to stay safe mm-hmm. um, and, and trying to decide as to what they need to be doing um, and just talking that through, not giving them um, 
so many recommendations other than safety um, or seeking extra professional help, um, but being that listening ear. Because truly, and I I think people who've never been in a domestic violence situation, you think, well, you know, they should know. They should just say something. They should get out of there. And that's not the right approach necessarily. You don't know where they're coming from and what their state of mind is. And we're going to speak into that in a moment. But the fact that they're saying out loud is a huge first step. That's a, it is a big step. And we need to validate that and encourage mm-hmm. them. So on the other side of that, people who've never had any experience with this and they're thinking, why would someone stay in that situation? Can you speak into that a little maybe? Sure. It's it's very difficult for, for those women and, and men who are experiencing it because first off, they did fall in love with that other person. So they truly do love that person. Yeah. And sometimes they feel they've made a commitment. And so I need to follow through with my commitment. I can't mm-hmm. give up on this. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes some myths are too within the Christian realm that, you know, if I've married this person, divorce is not okay. Yes. Um, and yeah. so they have a hard time with that. And, you know, I would, I, anybody who is listening, God does not intend for you to be in an abused marriage. That's not what God intends for marriage between a man and a woman. No, he wants healthy boundaries for us. He mm-hmm. does. He, the, the, the husband is supposed to love and respect yes. his wife as yes. it's, if it's his own body. Exactly. That is how a man is supposed to treat a woman. That is biblical. Correct. Yeah. Um, that and then also she wants to believe that every time after it's kind of the cycle with the abuse when it happens, there's the tension phase and then there's the buildup and the abuse and then they kind of go through a honeymoon stage where everything's mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and that's where he makes the promises, I'm so sorry, I'll right. change, I'll do better and It'll she wants to believe again. that mm-hmm. and she wants to believe that he'll change yeah. or that she can do more to change him. Yes. And really, that's not our responsibility, and we can't do that. Only the person who's struggling with those wrong choices needs to make those changes. So let me ask you this. So say there's a, there's a, there's a married couple, and, you know, there wasn't a real history of abuse, you know, as far as huge red flags before. Mm-hmm. But there is an issue later, you know, and d- due to whatever, stress mm-hmm. or PTSD because of a job or right. whatever, mm-hmm. something something ignites and there is an anger outburst and there is something that crosses the line what should that person do as far as is that is that a time when the the man and the woman kind of need to like you said before have a time out kind of separate and each get help before they make decisions about their marriage I that think kind that's of thing. very important is to kind of take a break and yeah. to really get the professional help to work on their own struggles that they're having to be able to identify what that is what they need to do differently um, and then hopefully be able to come back together to work on those together then at that point. Because sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm 40. Sometimes in life, you know, you've been with somebody and they've not. But then life gets you down and something mm-hmm. happens does, to that absolutely. person that, that makes them snap in a way mm-hmm. that you've not seen before. Stressors from work, oh, stressors yes. from yeah. an experience on the job or medical issues. Medical, yes, yes. I, I remember watching a documentary on car accident victims who had some brain trauma yes. and became incredibly um, violent mm-hmm. and abusive. After that, people who had never had any sign of that before. Mm-hmm. So you just never know, right? And and we want to love those people with grace. Yes. The people yes. who are also doing the abusers, because again, there's something. Why are they doing it? Right. We yeah. got to get to the why. And they could get help and mm-hmm. they could get healthy, but they need to separate until both parties kind of work on themselves. Right. They need yeah. to be in their own safe situations, safe environments to be able to focus on themselves and work on that 
Uh, because sometimes when that abuse is going on, things are too heated and people can't be focused uh, on what they need to be focusing on to work on those issues. And if there's kids involved, they're watching. Right. They're Absolutely. watching how you're they're coping. They're exposed and, to it all. And even though this may be the one time you snapped in your whole life, your kids saw it. And mm-hmm. so it becomes normal if that continues. Right. If, yeah. not, if they see that, oh, it was swept under the rug and nothing was done about it, oh, then that's how I can deal with all my other issues, oh, too. That's so so good. The, the sweeping. Ugh. Oh. That's so good, Celeste. (laughs) And so let's say you're in a healthy marriage and there is no abuse. Is this something we need to be talking about to our kids? We definitely do. Um, We need to go ahead and even have those healthy relationships with our kiddos as they're growing up and have the mommy-son dates and have the daddy-daughter dates Mm -hmm. um, to build their confidence. And again, just what those relationships should look like, Mm -hmm. male-female, and they can build their confidence that I'm loved and accepted for who I am so that they're also not seeking that before they need to seek those kind of yes. lovely relationships. Yes. Um, they're getting it at home from their parents. And then later on, as I get older, then I can find those other love relationships as well. Um, but to have that confidence and to know what those healthy relationships look like, um, they're getting that at home through their parents. But then again, too, that everything is being explained through that open communication um, as to what relationships should look like and how they should be treated. Absolutely. Celeste, thank you for coming on the show today. Again, you are from The Vine Wellness Group. You can find them online, on Facebook. Um, Your phone number is, your office phone number? 210-490. I just went blank. (laughs) It happens to the best of us. We'll put it it on a meme and put it on our social media. We will. And they can find you on your website at thevinewellness.com. Dot com. Yes. And for you who are not local, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. Celeste, thank you for helping us with the next talk. Thank about you so much for having violence. me. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Next Talk.